So yeah, so today's show is going to be filled with surprises, sitting down with a singer, actress, writer, multi-talented creative individual, Carly. She did, she did not provide her last name, and I should have asked, but maybe Carly she didn't do Wright. that. Yes. Carly Wright. <laughs> That's correct. Carly Wright. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Creator Flow Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we um, got connected in a way by me just putting out a uh, an invite to those that are that are writers that would love to be on a podcast, want to get interviewed. You were one of the few that actually were like, "Yeah, I definitely want to do that," and we were like, "We will, we will get back to you. Hold on." Uh, and now you're here, so we're I'm I'm pretty excited to to learn about you and have our listeners. Uh, what you got to say. I love it. I mean, I love to hear that because I mean, frankly, when you respond to things, when you put yourself out there, you think, oh, it's just a drop in the bucket. I'm one of thousands of people. There's no way I'm going to get through. And so then it makes when things do hit all the sweeter. So I'm very excited to be a part of this and to, you know, uh, lend what creative knowledge I have of being in the thick of it for most of my life. So, uh, so yeah, I'm just really thrilled to have the opportunity. That's fantastic. And that's what we're trying to do here. We really want this to be like a community of creative minds, just whether or not you want to reach out to any other creative person that has been on the show, or maybe you want to let other people know that we're, we're here doing this. We just want this to be like a, a, a big, big community for all of us creative people. Um, and I'm kind of like that, that, that middle point of connection. So, um, so yeah, let's, let's, let's get into this. So you were telling me, as I just mentioned, you're, you were a singer, you're an actress, you're a writer, you're all the above. What's the, of the three, and maybe there's more, what's the thing that you really tend to focus on the most these days? Well, it's funny that you ask that. I mean, I started out, uh, my father's a musician, so I grew up singing in church and was a, an avid singer, just in my youth. And then um, when I was eight, I had a babysitter who was in a play and she said, you know, uh, they're looking for a, a chorus of kids. Can I bring Carly along? And so I went and was basically just like cast in the show. And um, basically it was this musical. And so it was mixed singing and uh, saying words. And I went, oh, you can be on stage and just talk. You don't have to sing. That's dope. I love that. And so that's how the acting bug kind of bit me, so to speak. Um, and then I just went full tilt into that because, I mean, singing is great, but it's always been like the secondary option for me. It's it's something that, you know, where I put my diary or where I put just like things I don't know how else to work out. Um, but acting is just this thing that just you get to be somebody else entirely, whether you've written the stuff or not, like you're still a whole different person. I mean, that's the biggest compliment I've ever gotten after a show is when someone's like, I didn't even recognize you up there. <laughs> like, I hope not. I really hope not. That's the whole point to just kind of disappear for a while and play pretend. It's just, it's intoxicating. Well, I mean, just with writing, it's, that's something that's always been kind of like the other part of the triangle. You kind of can't do the other two without that. Point. So it's just kind of they all feed into each other. But the top of that pyramid for me has got to be like acting because it's just talking. But uh, I will sing a mean streak, that's for sure. <laughs> so from that babysitter uh, introducing you to this world of, 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 of acting, essentially, did you grab, by, grab it by the reins and just study it and, and start joining into every um, show possible at that age? Or did oh, you take time. it slow? Oh, I mean, I jumped right in. Um, I then did like four shows after that. Um, I was just doing community theater at the time, but um, but I was in Nashville. That's where I'm from. So it was, you know, um, not as big of audiences as you can expect from one of the, the bigger meccas. But when I was uh, 12, my mom looked at me and was just like, hey, you know, I don't feel like living in Nashville anymore. Your, your father, they divorced. So like he moved out of state. And so it's like, you know, there's not really any family except you and me here. Uh, do you want to move somewhere else? I said, sure. She's like, well, how do you feel about moving to Los Angeles? I said, well, that'd be cool. She's like, yeah, the weather's great. And you can chase acting if you want. I'm like, that's awesome. So at 13, she and I packed up and moved out here with two cats. And uh, the rest is history, really. I mean, it just, it, it turned into, you know, chasing classes outside of school and, um, you know, doing Shakespeare in middle school and doing bits and bobs in high school. And then I graduated a couple of years early. So then just into college, looking to 
get into whatever work I could, um, doing short films, doing uh, little social media commercials, doing all sorts of stuff, uh, web series, those kinds of things. Um, basically, anytime I can get my hands on it, I'm, I'm, I'm there. If, if I'm not in front of the camera, I'll hold the boom mic. I don't care. Um, just to be around creatives is, um, I can't imagine life any other way. So moving from, from Nashville to Los Angeles, I mean, you hear that story all the time, the, the um, um, moving to the big city. Was that a major transition transition for you mentally? I mean, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, it was a huge uh, shift in perspective, much needed. It was one of the best things I've ever done. Because um, now I can't imagine living anywhere else. There's just something about Los Angeles. Like a lot of people make the joke that it's like it's tough and it's depressing and everyone's fake. And there is an element of that. Sure. I mean, I'm I'm not one of the chicks you'll see at the Chateau Marmont. I'm just not. <laughs> but and there are plenty of those. And kudos to them that they can get in. Because right. I know if I showed up, I would not make it in. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's just something new and different and exciting every day. I mean, even in lockdown, like this place is still very vibrant and diverse and full of like, you know, if, if you want to go out at 3am, there's something to do. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't, but still it's, it's always good to know that like, you know, when you get up in the morning and you're watching people like drive around at 5am, you're like, they're probably going to set or they're probably, you know, often going to go into their screenwriter circle or whatever. Like there's just this different energy that you don't get everywhere else it's just it's special and so I, I'm just honored to be one of the members of it even if I'm not actively doing what I'm like dreaming about if I'm not going to set tomorrow morning I still can wake up going that I might go to set the next day or I might be on set the next day so mm -hmm. it's just that opportunity is just evergreen and that's that's intoxicating uh, you mentioned your mother the, the the fact that she was it seems that she was quite uh, supportive of your uh, artistic dreams. I mean, it was, did she, or, or, or I don't know if she's still around, has she, has she continued to, to show support for everything that you do artistically? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, she has been the number one fan the entire time, <laughs> consistent. Um, because like when I would sing, she would always be there helping me out with, uh, you know, like getting set up or what have you, or, you know, helping me with any kind of nerves I might have. And then when we moved out here, it's just like, we've been a team and like, you know, we like been roommates, we take, like, we take care of each other. And there's just this element of, she saw me in those shows when I was eight, she went, oh, these are her people. This is her stuff. Okay, cool. Because she, like, she was a gymnast when she was in high school. So there was this element of like, oh, is she going to be a cheerleader? Is she going to play sports or whatever? And then she saw me in the show and just went, uh, ha ha, got it. So like once we knew like, oh, this is what I want to do, it was just full tilt into that. And I mean, I have friends that are just like, I wish I had a parent like that. And I, right. I couldn't agree more. It's amazing to have someone like in your family that's so, so incredibly supportive. It, uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't have that kind of support. Yeah, my parents still don't know what I do. Like mentally, <laughs> they, they can't wrap their head around like what I do in my day job or even what I do during with this so yeah the fact that you have that person whether it's one or or, or a group of family members that I, I understand or at least could could empathize maybe they don't understand exactly oh sure what you're doing yeah, i mean i have a cousin who's my age like she's uh, a month younger than me and she is like thinks it's cool but it's <laughs> still very like esoteric to her of like all right but are you gonna stop at some point are you gonna like right. is there a, like what's how does this trajectory work like she's looking for the plan and I'm like if I had one I would share it with you but I don't <laughs> it's just uh because it's one of because being creative is a thing that just never stops so it's not like I'm planning for retirement right now there's no way right. that I could even think way down the line of stopping it'd be like well okay my my breath stopped so that's why i stopped you know it's it's something that i can't imagine not doing and if i could do anything else i would like if i could just make shoes uh and be happy that'd be dope but uh I, i'm not good with a hammer so um so i do this and it, it just yeah it, it just lights me up in a way that some people just don't don't quite get and don't really want to understand and that's perfectly fine because they you know They'll binge Netflix and be like, that's dope. That's cool. It's like, yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's fun to, to see the contrast. It's interesting. Absolutely. I mean, hey, shoemaking is pretty creative. Um, <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. I, mad props. Love shoes. <laughs> Just, but, but that's yeah, actually a good point. Like that's a, a, a 
a common thread in this in this podcast that I've been noticing is every single person that I've had on has this dedication to whatever craft it is that they're pursuing to the point where they don't know what life would be like without that pursuit. Um, and I and I think that's a hard thing for people to understand because for so many individuals in this world, and it, it sucks to see it, but they wake up, they go to the job that they just so happen to apply for and, and get, and that's their life. And, like, that's... It's sad, but that's their yeah. reality. That's not our reality. And, you exactly. know, I, I don't even know what to say to those people other than, like, sucks to be you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I mean, because I've, I've, I used to have this sense of, well, you know, I got to bust people out of this and inspire them to follow their own thing. And sometimes it, their own thing is just, you know, punching the clock. There can be an art to punching yeah. the clock. I, I don't have it, and I respect those who can do it. Right. But like that, just you know, isn't it for me? I like I don't know. I mean, I've I've done the day job thing. Like I, I I'm not the stereotypical actor, waiter, or bartender type. Though again, mad props for that because I mean, I I can basically pour scotch, and that's about it. Then <laughs> call that a mixed drink. Um, but um, you know, I've had the the forty hour work week type stable job for the entirety of my time in the workforce. And so it is very much a like cheating on my day job with my art. And so there is always that sense of like, some people don't get what it is to, to have that thing that you have to do. But like, even when I'm dead tired, like I'm, I'm in an, a zoom groundlings class right now. Like I will have worked my full eight hour day and then hurry up and have dinner and then sit for another three hours and making up stuff and, throwing characters and trying to figure out, you know, that next person I want to embody or that next, you know, funny bit or that sketch that I'm wanting to workshop and polish or whatever. And I like, you know, even if I'm dead tired the next day, I'm, I've got a grin plastered on my face that just doesn't make sense. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I see the same thing at my, uh, my workplace and it's just like, there's a few people that are there that are completely content with what they do. And staying like that forever, and I'm just like I don't, I don't know. I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel I feel useless at that point. But it is what it is. Like you said, for those people, that is that is what they know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. So um, you mentioned that when you saw those people for the first time acting and not singing, mm-hmm. were you already singing at that point? I was, yeah. I mean, I was definitely, you said, yeah, you did say. yeah, I had been doing it. Well, basically, like, I think singing predated talking for me. I don't know how it worked, but just, <laughs> I, like, there's a tape of me at two singing a song with my father, and it's just like, how did I know those words? Like, there's no way I understood the context of that mm. song to have been singing it. But he would just sing a line, and I would repeat it, and, like, it was just, like, so that's always been a thing. But I don't know. I mean, singing is a, is a different animal. It's just it's great. There's a lot that can be expressed in singing. And there's a lot, I think, of like healing that can be found when you're singing a song to yourself, even if it's in the car, even if it's bad, like even if you're in the shower, like it doesn't matter. There's just this element of like being able to tap into a different side of yourself when you're singing. But at the same time, you're still very much you when singing in my book, where, or at least I am very much like it's me. Whereas with talking and acting, there's this separation of this is my fully developed character and I'm proud of this representation of these feelings that you know are a sliver of truth mine but also are married to these circumstances whereas with a song you can kind of take the general story several different ways you can hear it a different way you can think about it a different way you can sing it differently and and get different things that that you can't quite capture the same way as in a performance that's like isolated as as a like a monologue or a, or a piece of a theater or a film or what have you, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, you know, singing is one of those things that I, it's so universal that I think anyone could do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, obviously there's a few people who could do it quite well, but, <laughs> um, I think it's just one of those things that we all, we all could do it. So I view it as, I view it as a hobby. Um, and it so happens that a few people have gotten rich and famous and what have you over it. But I think Definitely. I think acting and all the other quote unquote creative routes you could take are 
um, a little bit more unique that, you know, the, you know, the cliche, you're born with it. But it's funny that you say that because I've always felt the other way as far as being perceived as an actor. It's funny. I will more likely say if someone asks, so what do you do creatively? I'll lean on the music side first because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, wow, I could never do that. Whereas with acting, there's this, I guess it might be an LA thing, but there's this sure. element of anybody could do it because you've got those real people commercials. You've got like an actual person who did the thing and then they're in a film and that's how that happened. And Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? And now they're an actor. Like yeah, yeah. there's this element of, can you memorize the lines? Cool. Can you hit this piece of tape when I tell you to excellent, you're done. Like, and that's, and when people look at it like that, then yeah, anyone could do it. But at the same time to really, develop the character and to feel the experiences and to make people feel stuff back like that's something that you like you do definitely need to be born with the sense of this matters to me for it to be really compelling in my book and with uh, per your argument with singing I, I completely agree with you that it's like anyone can do that and like I'm a great note technician I feel like I can hit a lot of the notes if I read music better I would probably have perfect pitch like I can harmonize on the spot but it doesn't feel like wow that's cool to me it's just like yeah no that's the note that goes there like that's just the like two plus two four like that's it and people don't see the math the same way so it's interesting that that yeah like but the the stereotype for me always tends to be on the acting thing because I mean even my mother's done it and she's an accountant, so it's like <laughs> it's funny how you know you you can do stuff and just it just happens. I mean she's coming fully into the creative fold, which I'm really happy about. Oh, that's like, fantastic. Yeah, she's working on some photography and we were just shooting around today and it was just an absolute blast to see her in her creative element because we're usually opposites. There's this like, she's the the orderly and numerical, logical person and I'm just the, mm. the loop-de-loop one, but to be creating together was a lot of fun. So, yeah. I mean, to have a family affair like that, it's, yeah. it's incredible. It's funny that you were good photography too because that's another avenue where everyone thinks they – Everyone can do it, but it's just one of those things. I cannot. I I do not speak that visual language. I just don't. Like that's uh, my. I I have. uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. So like (laughs) I, I I I get like this, this weird feeling in my body when I see an image that's, Mm. quote unquote wrong or you know. But everyone else is looking at it. They're like, wow, what a what an exquisite piece. And I'm like. They didn't follow any <laughs> technique. They didn't follow anything there. What is, what is it? What is it that they thought was right here? You know. Um, right. That's yeah. I mean, because I respect it, but I also know to defer. I'm the kind of person where it's like, I can tell you that it might that something might be up with it, but I can't tell you what it is <laughs> yeah. like, at all. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very much an auditory person, so like good reason I'm doing a podcast. But yeah. um, but like you know, I speak different languages. Literally, I studied linguistics in college, so there's this element of like the words matter. And so I think that's another reason why like acting stole my focus. It's like, you're saying sentences and people are listening. It matters. And they're all looking at you and you, you've got to say the next one and it's got to be the right one for what the writer said and all this stuff. And it's just like, it's a different game to play than, um, than like, Oh, you know how the song is going to go. Cause here comes the chorus. Like, like, it's just, there's, it's interesting, but yeah, I, I was trying to take a photo today, and I just like, I'm like, I don't understand angles. Like, I, is that a Dutch angle? Probably not. Like, I don't know. So, so yeah, mad props and respect, but yeah, not my gifting. On a side tangent, nothing gets me more uh, enraged than seeing all these people because you know all the phones now you could do oh, almost yeah. anything. Some people, you know, buy a thousand dollar phone and think they're a magician with it. Yeah, I it, <laughs> it, it's not true. It's funny. I mean, like, they are very whizzy things. And yeah, if you happen to hit the button at the right time, kudos. Yeah, but yeah. you got to know that you just randomly hit a button and it works. <laughs> Absolutely. So you mentioned uh, don't 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 uh, think you could just run over this one. You said you you uh, speak how many languages? <laughs> OK. Yeah. So I started uh, so I started learning Spanish in uh, like fourth grade. And then at seventh grade, I could either take Spanish one again, or I could switch to French or Latin. And I said, I'm going to take Latin. And my mother went, why? Do you want to be a doctor or a lawyer? And I said, no, it's just a cool language that no one speaks. I want to learn it. She went, okay, hear me out. Try French for a semester. And if you hate it, you can switch to Latin the next semester. But just try French. A lot of people don't speak that. So, you know, it's not as popular as Spanish. Give it a go. I went, okay. Fell in love with French. It was so great. Like it was, it gave my brain a way of like processing information that I hadn't anticipated possible because of the whole like formal and informal 
tenses and how it's structured like Shakespearean English, which I had been learning at the same time. So it was just mm. this like very serendipitous, wow, moment of like language is cool. And like phonics in French are nuts. It's crazy. Like when do I ever get to say the letter E? Like it's, <laughs> it was just this really cool nerd out moment. And so then in college, I did more French and, and a little more Spanish. So I mean, I, I can speak Spanish okay, but it's like a textbook. Um, hmm. And then my French is kind of like snooty, but I had some French friends in high school, like really brag on my accent and make sure that I was like saying stuff right and so like I have good slang up until like 2012 and then it's kind of just like frozen and in, in that I don't have any cool words after that um and then uh and then I had the privilege of of meeting someone who was deaf and he taught me every bit of ASL that I know and that oh, wow. is a whole amazing way of looking at language because literally you get to look at it you can see it and its structure in live time. You can do it from across the room, which is super dope because I hate like yelling at people or whispering at them and trying to get a point across when you can just like wave your hands and have made very concise sense. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. So those are my three like main proficient languages, but there's like a smattering of others that I either can understand or could like get by with. Um, but yeah, those are my core three that I just adore. You definitely know more Spanish than me, and I'm I'm Spanish, so um, <laughs> I love always I love to meet people that that know more uh, of the language I should know than than I do. It's always helpful, like to be around someone who can really push you and and teach you and and kind of like because I've been in a lot of immersive scenarios, even though I've never yeah. been to places like I've never left the continental U.S., which is annoying. But even though I've had a passport for like over a decade, I had to renew it and everything. And we're, there we're, no in, the same, we're in the same boat. <laughs> it's crazy. And like, you know, 2020, I was like, I'm going to go everywhere. I'm going to do everything. And then they were just like, no, that, you're not. that thing happened. So, yeah. Um, so still uh, chilling in L.A. But that's the thing, too, about L.A. is that like I was able to meet people who speak all of these languages who could genuinely rag on me and be like, you know, I need you to help me translate this sentence or no, that's not how you say that or whatever. Like it was just a total gift to, to be in such a place where enough people could get me functional without me having to go anywhere, which I mean, that's kind of lazy on my part, but also like, Hey, like resourceful and good. Cause yeah, it's, I wouldn't have had that back in Tennessee. Like I, I had a decent accent there, but I also had a full blown accent in Tennessee that I try very actively not to have um, whenever I can help it. But like, I didn't know I had an accent until seventh grade when I had a teacher from Ohio. He's just like, uh, how do you spell your last name? I said, W-R-I-G-H-T. He said, I'm sorry. We need to fix that. <laughs> and the rest is history. But oh, yeah, wow. it's, it's funny. So it comes and it comes and goes, the old Tennessee accent? It does. Yeah, a lot more when I'm angry or drunk or nervous, it, it'll come out. Or if I'm around someone who is like using the same accent, then yeah, it'll pop out. But um, but yeah, I, I, I try and rein it in when I can. I have this terrible thing when I go to new towns and new cities. Um, I if I'm there for a week, half by the half of the week, uh, halfway through the week, I'm already talking like these people. Oh no! <laughs> and I I don't mean to be like rude. I'm not doing it to be no. like a, a I don't even know what the word I could come up with. But like I don't mean to. Be, it's it, there's no negative uh, side sure. to it. It's just clearly just me just. I, you're I just adapting. Yeah, I'm you're just, around. Like I'm you can't super help it. comfortable around these yeah. around these folks. Um, so I'm, I I did that when I was in uh, Kansas about two years uh, ago. Nice. Oh my god, uh, I fit I in. I can though. imagine that flattened right out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, quite a moment. But um, yeah, I, I I do that all the time. I, that's why I cannot wait till I go to Scotland or uh, mm. Germany. <laughs> nice. Well, those are some interesting. Oh, that would be some fun accents. That's for sure. Yeah, I. Uh, That'd be a good time. I do a pretty good German. I'm not going to do it now, but I do a pretty good German. <laughs> I think, um, um, and I think I'd fit in. That's a that's a language I'm kind of uh, trying to figure out at the moment. It's a toughie. Like I've been yeah. duolingoing that because it's just yeah, the same. structure because I get a kick out of it, and uh, and I've got yeah. Bildungswasser and that's about it. Like I can't do anything else. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's the thing too. I, that's what's frustrating about being like language centered is that you pick up a bunch of random sentences that don't help. Like I learned "poiken atter poiken drinker" in Swedish, and that just means the boy eats, the boy drinks. And right. I said that to a Swedish friend in college, and he's just like, "Are you trying to pick me up?" I went, "No, I just feel." <laughs> Swedish, I know. I'm sorry. 
It's like, I have a girlfriend. Like, I'm sure you do. That's great. Like, I don't care. Was it right? Clearly it didn't work. Um. Yeah, yeah. I I have no chill in that department, but eh, oh well. (laughs) At least that's, uh, at least that's. At least I know. At least I'm aware. Yeah, so, um. Yeah, yeah hey, the boy eats, the boy drinks. Like, it's not going to work. <laughs> Can't go over to Germany and be like, hey. Vasa. <laughs> Red and water, man. Yeah, why is that Why is that the first two words you learn on Duolingo? Isn't that something? Yeah, like, I they mean, could those have chose are the anything two, else. I think those are the two things I'd want most there, though, because pretzel mm, bread, hello. True. Like, that is, that is life. And then water, I mean, you kind of need that. So, I mean... Yeah. Maybe they're just like from a pure survival point. Like you're just dropped from a plane in Germany and you're just like, bro, bother. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. uh, German is the only language I've done on Duolingo. So I don't know if they start every language with Ah. water and and bread. They might. They might. They actually don't. Uh, I've done, I have, have, uh, Duo is very angry at me because I've started too many languages. (laughs) Oh, like I've tried to learn Japanese, Romanian, uh, Arabic, um, everything. And so everything comes from a different angle. Like sometimes it's like the people nouns. Sometimes it's letter sounds. It's all, it's funny how to try and tackle languages, especially because I'm thinking that they're gearing it towards like an English speaking first uh, viewpoint. So maybe it's like, these are the sounds that would make the most sense, or these are the things that are going to be the most confusing. So let's get them out of the way. Like, I'm not sure. But it's it's fascinating just how different the structure of things are and how it's like, oh, you're going to put subject, object, verb instead of subject, verb, object. Mm. Interesting. It's just, yeah. I mean, I can nerd out about that for days. I literally had a coworker <laughs> like buy me a language puzzle book as oh, like wow. a thank you for hitting some milestone or something. And I'm just like, yep, this is on brand. Like, I appreciate that you know me well enough that I'm going to be solving word puzzles <laughs> until, you know night at night or whatever wow yeah i uh i see i could write pretty well but when it comes to having anything come out audibly i tend to just have a brain fog half the time (laughs) Uh, which sucks when you're like a host of a podcast (laughs) and you're like trying to get words out but Um, i know what you mean i mean there's a reason that the famous shakespearean line is words 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 because it's like trying to get them off the piece of paper through your head and back out it's just like it's something else i mean i now like write for my day job and i love that and at the same time i'm like oh i don't talk half as much as i used to when i used to i used to be an assistant for like various um, administrative capacities you know fixing printers refilling toner that sort of thing and I would talk a lot more answering phones and whatnot. And now I, I type all day. And so then I, I stand up after like four hours. I'm like, I haven't said a word for hours, not even to my cat. So yeah, it's, it's a different dynamic. That's for sure. I, I feel like I'm out of practice. And so I'm like, do any of these words make any sense? Are they still words? I'm not sure. Like, have they changed it? So, so yeah, it's such an yeah. interesting way to look at that. Yeah. Do you think, um, like without getting you in trouble at your day job, do you think it 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 helps at all with your creative um, life? Like, does oh, it beyond. does it provide a an outlet to like just meh mellow out? Definitely. I mean, I had an art teacher in like grade school who said, you know, you have to make ten thousand mistakes before you get to your your good piece. And I don't know what context he meant that in, and I don't care mm. what he really meant by that or who he was paraphrasing from because i know he had to have stolen that from someone but <laughs> yes um it's, it's way too good i'm like you did not come up with that sir but, uh, thanks for trying um but i feel like that informs a lot of my process and in my day job i'm not saying that like that's where all my ten thousand mistakes go but at the same time i'm writing a lot of words and that inherently gets a lot of just the like things that I would think are interesting out or gets the the stuff that I would think makes sense. And then when I turn it in, they're like, this sentence doesn't make any sense. I'm like, really? Okay. I thought that was really clever. And they're like, no, I'm like, oh, okay. So it's helping craft my eye a little more to be less, because I mean, I, I'm sure you have the struggle too, as a writer where you like, when you've heard your own voice written enough, you're like, oh, this is really good. And that's really interesting. This makes perfect sense. And then you hand it to your friend to read it over and they go, I didn't understand chapter seven. Like, what are you even talking about? You're like, oh, I thought I was in my groove. So like more than anything, the big help is that there is a team of people going like, hey, like this isn't, 
um, like this could use some tweaking, but, but this is really strong and that's great. You know, I'm getting a sense of someone else looking at it because it's very easy to be a writer and, and be in your own kind of echo chamber and just be like, this is amazing and I can't share it with anyone because it's that good. And it's like, well, it isn't like, let me go ahead and share it. Cause like you, you kind of need that community. You need that, that fostered sense of like people that you can trust with, with your words and be like, all right, like that makes sense. Did you read this out loud? I can tell you didn't because that doesn't make any sense. Or you have a 50 page run on <laughs> sentence. Like, what is this? It's uh, it really has made it easier that when I do clock out, I suddenly have all of this, like, these ideas that I didn't have before that just came from, I've been generating ideas for someone else for eight hours. And so now I can freely come up with my own weird ones and they feel less weird. I don't know, but it, hmm. it definitely helps. It's, it's been a game changer. Yeah. I, I, I have a, a different outlook on that because I, I write social media copy during mm-hmm. my day job and there's a tendency for us not to follow, you know, grammatical uh, rules. Because, uh, you know, social media copy could be kind of what you want. Um, and there's this, there's this, uh, there's this sense of when I do leave work where I'm like, I don't think I know anything anymore about, <laughs> about, about the English language. Because I just, I just made up five things that, that didn't exist 20 minutes ago. Um, I just broke 20 rules. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's just one of those things that it's, uh, I, uh. But I do agree. Like you, you, yeah, you should always look over what you're doing and and figure out whether or not you're you're going to make the company or yourself look like a fool. Right. <laughs> right. So I mean, that. that's the thing. Like, I've been such a grammar nerd for so much of my life that it, it like grammar is kind of like singing for me. It's like, of course, the comma goes there. Of course, you need that semicolon. Like, right. who was using a, 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 an m dash there? That's not needed. You know that kind of stuff. So to have the shoe on the other foot kind of that I'm the one turning in things with M dashes and semicolons and stuff. It's very different. Like, I I don't know, like I can kind of let go of that, um, that iron fist of mine sort of, (laughs) and, and like understand like, Oh, okay. Like it doesn't matter if I forgot the comma before the and, even though I I love me an Oxford comma is like the, the, the meaning still got across. Like, I guess what it boils down to is it's like, as long as, you are communicating that's the whole point right and but it's easy to get caught up in like the staunch like rule of it all I don't know like it's I didn't expect to feel less grammar nerdy as a someone who's paid to write like I thought I would be like insufferable but quite the contrary I'm like oh I get it I see why you didn't put an apostrophe there like that Mm. makes sense to me (laughs) because you wrote like what 1500 words earlier so yeah I get it it's I don't know it's weird yeah, a lot of things are going to slip through. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, well, you did mention the Oxford comma, and if it's not there, I have I have a conniption. Like, that's something okay, I'd like good. to see. So we can still be friends. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see yeah. that. And I uh, I had to explain to someone a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago, what that was. And the, oh, I man. Was, uh, they were did older Did you throw eight shoots and leaves at them? <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Um, uh, it's one of my favorite books. Like, it's just, because it, it sums up like where I'm at as a as a grammarian I'm just like just read that I, I won't bore you with it like just have fun someone else already figured it out so enjoy <laughs> so um going back to uh you being um this creative individual you have your day job you have your side stuff that people will see as side stuff I didn't mean to say that it's clearly no, they're all they're all uh, encompassing of, of your of your job. No, I you know what it is I say that because I was just yelling at people twenty minutes ago who say that, and I think it's just one of those things that we all have to, you know, stop saying because it's like like you said about your your cousin, it's like when are you going to stop doing that thing? When are you going to find the real thing? And it's like they're all they're all the real thing. Yeah, all the real thing. I have but, found the real thing. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I do what I do. Exactly. But, I mean, um, because that's the thing about like, especially putting the hat in the, in the acting ring, particularly sort of in the singing ring, because like the music industry is dot, 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 question mark at this point, Mm. um, as far as how that works. But even with acting, there's an element of, I want to say that you like, you don't have control over when you get to do that. And I say that kind of generally, at least in the way where you can go like, oh, you can catch me on NBC at 8 p.m. 7 central. Like, you know, you like, if it's not that, like you have more, artistic autonomy but when you're waiting for 
the, like the big break, the, the, the thing that everyone's going to un- like have seen and go, wow, that was you. And I know you, and that's cool. Like right. that's a lot less possible now too, though, with everything with like streaming and all the different networks you can be on and all the, the like, different internet stuff. I mean, it, it's, it's a completely different market now. I mean, I, I started out when I was like 13, where you would get faxed your sides or your scenes that you were going to read for the day. And like, you would have three days to work on it before your audition. And then you'd go into the audition room and have to wait two weeks before you'd even know if you got a call back. And then like, like, and the process took so long. And now it's, well, we're taking tapes until, you know, tomorrow at midnight. So get it in there. And then you send it and, and then, you know, you've, 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 uh, sent it into the creative void and then you kind of just wait <laughs> and then you go oh well I guess midnight passed so I won't be on set tomorrow uh, right. anyway and then you just carry on with your day it's like and yet you put yourself out there in such a vulnerable way so it, it, it's just this weird dichotomy of like waiting to be discovered while also still hustling in your own bubble and trying to make things that are worth being discovered when it's like well I love it so it is worth it so I'm going to keep doing it it's yeah, it's it's a weird life to live. So yeah, if I could do anything else, when I say that, I totally would because that would make a lot more sense than just throwing <laughs> myself out there all the time. But there, there's something kind of cool with it. It's something it's fun to know that where you're like, all right, so this is what's going to be like on TV three months from now. Oh, that could have been me, and it wasn't. I see why it's not. That's cool, you know. And just this ever learning, growing, changing thing that you you don't get with. And clock in. Good morning. Clock right. out. Good night. Like it's just it's not the same. Yeah, there's 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 that 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 drive to push yourself is is yeah. is uh, quite evident in in a career path like that. Um, crucial. Yeah, I mean, and, and, yeah. you can't sit Essential, back and yeah. just expect it to show up. I mean, I, when I was younger, I made that mistake where I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm awesome and someone's going to find me in a grocery store and it's going to be great. And then, you know, I kept going to the grocery and <laughs> no one kept noticing I was alive. They would just run into me and I'm like, oh, okay, excuse you. I'm just trying to get an apple. Um, and then like, and so then you realize like, oh, there's a lot of hard work to put into this. You got to be ready to, to do seven pages of, of copy in you know three hours and make it fully developed as a character and yeah. and try and fit it in on your lunch break because it's due at whatever time and it's yeah i mean it, it, it's a lot of hustle but like it's what gets me up in the morning if i know i have to take the next day i'm like that's dope all right cool when can i do that like oh i'll get up at 7 a.m and do it or i'll do it at you know right before my class or whatever it's there's there's a thrill to it it's just that other people don't get I guess it's like when people go, oh, you know, bungee jumping seems fun. And someone goes, I would never do that. It's that same, like, are you crazy? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm cool with it. So, yeah. No, I love that. I think um, it actually kind of brings me into my question of, like, we all have our own methods to, um, you know, I, if I'm drawing something, I'll probably, like, you know, take a quick shower, get my head clean, you know, my brain, you know, defogged hit that mm-hmm. canvas and I'm going to start creating. Is there a method that you go through or some sort of routine that you go through to get yourself, you know, going into the flow? Uh, yeah. I'll, it's interesting. So if you give me a scene, uh, I do what, okay, this is going to sound super pretentious, but I went to a, <laughs> a union Q and a and Rob Lowe was there and he gave us all Aaron Sorkin's memorization trick. and I use it for everything and I love it and it's kind of hard to explain but it works (laughs) so there are actors listening trust me it works and writers will love you for this because all right so what you do is you take your sentence like let's say the dog Max went for a walk is your line now you've gotten a positive of Max so you would have the dog comma Max comma you know goes for a walk you would write the first letter of each of those words like with the the cap faces and with the punctuation for all of the words that you say and so then you've got basically this it looks like you know code or gibberish but it's it's symbols for each of the words that you're using and it kind of helps you take that point from it's on the page to it's in your head and it's just it's this weird like borderline spiritual experience that when it does work you just you're kind of like clicking in the vibe and, and two, when you start 
like actually getting it on its feet and performing it, you, you're like, okay, I know that that's a P word, or I know that that's like, okay, I don't know what this word is, but it's not like you don't miss whole sentences that you could just from reading and reading and reading and reading it. Wait a minute. Um, like, yeah. you just blew my mind because I used to do that without really? knowing, <laughs> without yeah, knowing. Yeah, well, that's Sorkin's trick. Well, he might have stolen it from someone else because that's the thing too about no, the creators. I, I thought I, from each other. I thought I created it. No. That's amazing. Um, I used to do something like similar to that in, in yeah. wow, that's wild. I didn't yeah, know, he, I didn't know that's something he's known for. Definitely, because his, you know, his screenplays yeah. and his stories are dialogue heavy and yeah. commas and everything and, you know. I love all of his stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so you've got to respect, and, and to respect all of that, that's a, an ingenious tool for, okay, there is a comma here, so I'm going to take a breath. Okay, there's a period, so I need to really take a full stop. Like, you know, and you, you kind of get to the core of the structure of what's been written instead of just worrying about like does what the sentence say make any sense like no here's mm. the structure for it here's the backbone so you can flesh out everything else once you have that spine in place and so that it kind of like lets me leverage my language stuff to be like all right so here's like the, the crux of what we're talking about and then build everything else on top of it yeah but when it comes to like writing music and stuff that <laughs> takes forever um because I've written a like I've written maybe seven songs, five of which I like. That's how I like to put it. Um, and they all just like fall at one point. Like I'll work the same uh, chord structure on a guitar, or I will have a, a couplet rhymed that I'm like, that's good, and just sit on that for like four months, six months, who knows? And then out of nowhere, I'll be staring at some random fixture in my house and go, oh and then there's the whole song and i'm like oh wow. all right well that's dope like okay <laughs> so yeah because getting creative i wish it had more of a sense of like you know like a workout where you're like all right i'm gonna do the routine and, and then i'll feel good afterward and that'll be fine because sometimes when you're creating you're like well that didn't feel good like that didn't make sense or i didn't get where i thought i would get but you have to kind of toddle through those off days or those you know rough workouts so to speak and be like all right but that made me stronger because now i understand that i can come at it from this angle or what have you but yeah and it always seems to happen when you're going to sleep yes. and it all just shows up mm -hmm. <laughs> the other I, night. I, I keep a notebook by my bed for this exact purpose same, same. Like, people like, think i'm crazy because i say that i'm like no Oh, I, I'm sure I've woken up my neighbors several times with like rummaging around for a pen. And <laughs> I, you know, like I've written it on my hand once because I like had moved my notebook and I'm like, I don't want to get up because I'm going to forget. So I just like woke up with like a line scrawled on my arm. I'm like, all right, I'm having memento vibes. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> Great. But yeah, I mean, because I've, I've read that like your brain hits a different level of relaxation as you're trying to go to sleep. Yep. Logically, it makes sense. But because you're in that relaxed state, that's where all the good ideas are going to come because you're like, you're, you're at peace enough where your brain's like, let's have some fun. And you're like, dang it. I, I was going to go to sleep. Yeah. That in the shower, like that, I'm, I'm going to yeah. invest in a, a, a dry erase board or something for, for, okay. for the bathroom because yeah. that in the, that in the bedroom. Yeah. Cause like I, like I have a notepad and I told, I told an old uh, coworker this years ago, and they were like, come on, do you ever take a break? And I was like, I, no, <laughs> my brain doesn't stop. It's just, yeah. that's, that's just how some of us are. Exactly. Well, there like, are 15 tabs open and there's a song playing in my head right about now. Like, that's just how it works. <laughs> and I'm fully engaged in what we're talking about, but it's just like, there's totally. always something totally. itching at the back of my head that I'm going to be like, what am I going to end up writing when this is done? Like, that, that's already where right. my head yeah, and, and I don't see that legit. Don't see that as you being rude because that's literally how my brain works too. It's just how it is for a lot of us. You can't help it. You can't. You really can't. Um, and if that wasn't happening, then we wouldn't be us. And so that's kind of like right. the other element of it's like, well, because since we're all creatives, we all kind of speak the same language, and we understand that if, like, I know that if I said, "Oh, hey, wait, hang on a second, I have an idea," and went quiet for a good like four minutes to be oh she's writing something now like I get it. <laughs> she, we said something and it's cool and and then that'll be the next like short film at Sundance like that's dope okay God. like you know and that you like, better have just done that uh, you know uh, <laughs> don't be surprised it might happen <laughs> watch this space um but 
you know, I mean, and at the same time, it can also be like, that made absolutely no sense and was not worth it. But that's, but to the writing it down, the catching it, the, the trying to put that lightning in the bottle, that's the whole game. Like, that's what we're here for. And sometimes when you're talking to a non-creative or who just isn't tapped into their own sense of it, I would like to say, because I think everyone's creative. I just think not everyone trusts themselves enough to lead with it. They just want to go with you know, something that makes quote unquote more sense. Yeah. And also like, like this idea of, like you mentioned it, like everyone's creative. I also think like we're from a generation, at least it seems as if we're part of potentially some, anyway, uh, yeah, we're, we're from a different time period than maybe our parents or our, our other family members where that was kind of looked upon in a negative light. You want to be a what? Yeah. Are you serious? You're going to waste your life doing that or whatever. We're part of an age where it's like, all right, cool, go go for it, you know? Yeah. And so we could we, we could feel comfortable wasting uh five hours just looking at a wall thinking of a thinking of a story to come up with. That's totally right. okay. <laughs> yeah, which that's another thing. Like getting paid to write has taught me how much downtime is important and how yeah. much staring at things yeah. is is your work. <laughs> I'm like, it's literally I'll have something due at the end of the day and I'll be staring at a wall going like I'm just watching the clock tick down, but eventually all the words will hit and they will make sense and it'll be great, but they just don't yet. And like, okay, I guess I'm going to go to lunch. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, some people may see that as, oh, wow, what a, what a wasted person. You're not working. It's like, yes, not doing yes I am. <laughs> I have to let the brain things click. And they're just like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I, I submitted 15 expense reports in the time that you've been staring. It's like, sure. yeah, but I'm about to write the coolest thing ever. Like, just, <laughs> just you wait. So <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> exactly. So um, this has been a great conversation. There's one thing I want to end it on, and I try to do it with all of my guests, and I, I don't know if I've done it with all of them, but I'll do it with you. Um, I used to host a podcast that was about movies, and it was about um, all that jazz. And a question I would ask people we would have on then was, uh, would be, what is your favorite movie that pertains to what you do as li- uh, for a living. For instance, you're, you're all the above. So, <laughs> so for you, for you, it'd be, what's your favorite movie then? <laughs> but you know, that, that yeah. pertains to your, your livelihood. Interesting. That is a good question because yeah, when you say like, what's your favorite, that you know, encapsulate so many different things, but I think I'm going to have to go with stranger than fiction on this one because it kind of, I think that's the best fit for, because that is how I make my money is writing. And then I'm always warring against the, sorry, I don't know if you know Stranger Than Fiction, I'm sure you probably do, but in case you, uh, listeners listeners don't, um, Will Ferrell, Emma Thompson, uh, about an average guy going about his life. Um, then he hears a narrator in his head and it turns out it's this writing woman trying to figure out what to do with his life. I won't spoil it, but um, there is also this like, punk baker chick who is obsessed with music but i think is a kind of like nod to my um uh preferences musically so i think it's just kind of like living your life with this narration of creation kind of in your head is kind of just how i go through my life like yeah i'm doing very average things brushing my teeth and looking at my watch and going through the day but there's just this pulse of doing more stuff and here's how it's interesting you know wait that's not cool let's try and do it this way i think that's probably the best fit fascinating i actually have not seen that film it's one of the few Ooh. will ferrell films i haven't seen i will definitely it's check a good it out one. yeah and this, also since you would probably appreciate this read the script for it because it mm. it's different I, I tend to do this i read a lot of scripts and i haven't seen the movies um because every award season they let out you know certain scripts to read um for like for the writer's consideration for awards and stuff but um but i always read it just to see what kind of movie my head makes before i go and see it so like i've read a quiet place but i haven't seen it i've read um shape of water but i haven't seen it um there are elements where you can kind of like get a different sense of the film so when i read stranger than fiction it comes off very differently than the film that they made and just to see the differences and to kind of like know that in my head going in is is always fun for me because it's like oh this is the movie i would have made and this is what actually happened so that's that's cool but yeah definitely check out the script and and check that film out because it's pretty neat I definitely will. Um, one last thing, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, any advice 
to anyone who is trying to, you know, do what you do? Don't give up is number one. Um, don't underestimate the power of being willing to do it because at the same time, like talent is important, drive is important, all that stuff. But just being willing to put yourself out there is a huge endeavor in itself. So no matter what creative thing you're doing, that's an extension of you. And that's what keeps, you know, that's it, scary to, to be vulnerable and to let the world see the, the weird little things you come up with in your head to yourself and then like sharing it with everyone. It, it, it's intimidating, but if you can push past that initial discomfort, that's where the magic happens. That's where the cool stuff is. It's more than just getting out of your comfort zone. It's also getting out of the comfort zone of how you're being perceived, how you want people to perceive you. Like all that stuff can fall away if you just keep on the path of knowing that you've got something cool in you to share with us. Like my life is going to be better for someone else's creative uh, endeavor, whatever it is. I don't care if it's a, a painting on a tiny, tiny piece of paper. I don't care if it's like an earring someone made. Like there are things in all of us that just take that, that little coaxing to let it out and it can be so tough, but it's worth it because I mean, at least you can like, you know, come to the, the close of your life and go, I left it all out there. Like you don't leave anything in reserve is another thing I would say is just yeah, don't hesitate and let it out. Because I mean, I know that when I was younger, I was always very much like, okay, I'm going to save this for a, a bigger, better performance. And it's like, you, you can't do that. Like life is creation and creation is life. And so you kind of have to just let it flow. And that's, uh, that's where it's at. That's where the magic happens. Lovely words to end it by. Where could we find you, whether it's social media, a new gig you have coming, whatever, where can we find you? Yeah, I think social is going to be the best way. Uh, I'll, I'll make it a hub for anything else that happens. But yeah, I'm at Carly.w. So C-A-R-L-I dot W. Cool. That was awesome.